RPG lessons learned. When the game is over, when your players are gone, that's when lessons are learned. We are at RPG LL Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, RPGLLPodcast at gmail.com, and check us out online at RPGLessonsLearned.com. Hi, welcome to RPG Lessons Learned, the show where you can learn from our mistakes. Today is another solo episode. I know, I know, those may not be your favorite, but I try to get better at those every single time I do them. For today's solo episode, I'd like to talk to all the GMs out there, some of this can apply to players, about stealing NPCs from your favorite movies, shows, and books. So for rich, well-rounded NPCs that are really easy for you to improv, steal them from your favorite movies and shows. Think of them as pre-existing characters. Think of them like actors that you can cast to play NPCs in your game. Different names, different costumes, but the same overall character. And don't just steal any character. Steal your favorite characters. Characters that you're really familiar with. If you're really familiar with them, they'll have this unique voice that you can leverage. If you steal Captain Picard or Jerry Seinfeld, you know how they sound. You know how they speak. You know their vocabulary. You know their rhythm. In some cases, you even know their accent. You won't need to invent mannerisms on the spot. You'll have a whole library to draw from because you're familiar with this character. This is a character from your favorite show. So it frees you up to just sort of be the NPC. You're so familiar with this character. Also, the familiarity gives you this really consistent voice. So even if your Jerry Seinfeld impression is bad, and by the way, bad may actually be better, but we'll get to that. It'll be consistently bad. Session after session, consistency is so important. Consistency lets an NPC start to feel familiar to the players. If your Jerry Seinfeld impression is way off the base, but you do it the same way every time, then, you know, Clarence, the barkeep, who is the embodiment, you know, whom you've cast Jerry Seinfeld to play, will feel consistent. And as soon as he says... You know, hey, 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 they're going to know it's Clarence the Barkeep. It's this character that we love. They have no idea that you're using Jerry Seinfeld to play that role. With pre-existing characters, you also inherit all of these known relationships. If you steal the entire cast of your favorite show, you'll never have to struggle to remember how they feel about each other. Who antagonizes whom? Who teases whom? Who's flaky? Who's got your back when the chips are down? If you steal the entire cast of Seinfeld or Firefly or Star Trek, you'll know the answers to those questions without flipping through your notes, without consulting your OneNote book. You'll just know. Furthermore, professional writers have crafted these relationships to be, you know, dramatically appropriate. Seasoned writers built this group of characters that have tension between them. Casting directors chose actors that can embody those roles and let them play off of each other. So when you steal the cast of your favorite show to appear at your table, you're actually inheriting all that forethought and all that tension will play itself out naturally at the table. You're much more likely to have that fun tension and to have those rich relationships and to have your players meet these characters that like each other 
that don't like each other, that have a will-they-won't-they love story going on, if you're stealing all this dramatic tension that these professionals put together for you. So there are a lot of good reasons to steal NPCs from your favorite books, your favorite movies, your favorite shows. And I don't mean to leave anything out. Your favorite plays, your favorite podcasts, your favorite actual plays. You know, as long as you're familiar, steal it, use it, leverage it. Use all of that information that you've, you know, collected just through being a fan and use it at your table. But once you start stealing characters, there are some pitfalls to be aware of. First, you want to avoid recognition. For this to work, you really don't ever want that light of realization to dawn for your players. You don't want them to figure out who these NPCs are. Um, let them get to know, you know, even if they're familiar with the character, Sarah Seidel from CSI, let them get to know her all over again as Beatrice, the town cleric. Let them get to know her and her sort of robotic but studious and she cares but she hides her feelings. Let them get to know that Beatrice character all over again without ever realizing that they've been talking to Sarah Seidel the entire time. Let them talk to, you know, Henrietta, the proud warrior, without ever realizing that you've recast the Shredder from the Ninja Turtles to play her part. You know, let Henrietta stand on her own. Avoid recognition. And to avoid recognition, there are a couple things you can do. First of all, completely change names. Henrietta sounds nothing like Shredder. You really don't want your players to cotton on to the fact that they've been dealing with, you know, the crew of the Starship Enterprise for the last several sessions. Completely change the name. Don't choose similar sounding names. Don't keep the first name. Maybe don't even keep the same initials. My only NPC notes are things like Brubaker, Half-Orc, Captain of the Guards, Worf. So with that one note, I know Brubaker is Worf, but Brubaker sounds nothing like Worf. Another thing to make sure that your players don't realize what's going on, avoid catchphrases. They're such a dead giveaway. Make it so. Could noun be any more modifier? Just the facts, ma'am. I am not a merry man. Several of you, I'm sure, recognize at least some of those. Don't jar your player's perception of the NPC by suddenly revealing it to be a well-known character, a character that they recognize through the catchphrase. That captain of the town guard that you had cast Jean-Luc Picard as and you've been stealing his mannerisms, your player's mental picture of him maybe looks nothing like Patrick Stewart. You could describe him the same way. You could describe him as, you know, largely bald on top, but with salt and pepper hair on the sides and, a, you know, a very serious looking fellow. And they still might not be picturing Jean-Luc Picard. They might not be picturing Patrick Stewart. But the moment you drop a make it so into the conversation, whoa, their mental picture of this character is suddenly and, or by the way, irrevocably changed. So avoid recognition by completely changing names and by avoiding catchphrases. By the way, realizations will still occur. When that happens, don't panic. Keep a poker face. If one of your players shouts, wait a minute, this guy's just like Worf, don't panic. Look the player dead in the eye and behind your poker face say, ah, maybe kind of. 
And you admitting that Brubaker is kind of like Worf is very different than admitting that Brubaker is Worf. You say, eh, maybe kind of, and the player kind of nods and lets it go, and you can all laugh about the fact that, you know, in reality, there are only so many unique characters in all of fiction. So you didn't change the mental picture. You got through that realization without truly dropping the ball. Another pitfall, don't fall in love. Remember that your game is about your players' characters, not your characters, not your NPCs. You're choosing NPCs from a show that you love, not because you want to heavily feature them, but because you're familiar with them and because you can use them to create dramatic, compelling backdrops for your players' characters. And when I say don't fall in love, don't give them the spotlight. They're the backdrop. They're a rich backdrop. They're a very interactive backdrop. They're a very detailed backdrop, but they're a backdrop. And if one of your NPCs dies, if one of these characters dies, then it dies. Even if it's secretly your very favorite character from your very favorite book, you know, Ron Weasley. Still, putting your NPCs before your players is a classic mistake. And here's the thing. You can always reintroduce Ron Weasley as a different character next session. Remember, you're thinking of Ron Weasley as an actor. And there's no reason you can't recast that actor down the road. There's no reason that actor can't play several characters in your campaign. Just because the innkeeper, Ron Weasley, gets killed doesn't mean that Ron can't play the captain of the town guard a few sessions from now. You can recast that character that you love, but let them die. Let them go away. Let them be banished. Let them be punished. Let them be hurt. Don't, don't let your favorite characters that you're stealing to use as NPCs blind you to the fact that they are backdrop. Another pitfall that should go without saying, but I'm gonna mention it here because I'm sure from the moment I started, folks have been thinking of it. Don't publish. Don't publish. If you steal from your favorite movies and, t movies and TV shows and, and books and you steal to use it at your table, it's fine. You know, no copyright lawyers listening to your game. The minute you start to publish or the minute that you start to do a uh, an actual play podcast that you're recording and putting out there, all of a sudden, stealing Picard or Worf or whomever becomes a much bigger problem. That's not to say you can't still look at the full cast of your favorite show and really analyze why they have tension with each other, why they're interesting. What's the minimum you can note down to keep them interesting? That's not to say you still can't be inspired by things, but, you know, maybe be a lot more careful in your descriptions, be a lot more careful with the relationships. When I'm playing for my table, I steal mercilessly and whole cloth because I don't have to remember any customizations that I've made, you know, aside from the names and maybe a bit of description, but I don't have to remember that I've drastically changed some core relationship. I can just use the entire cast of Firefly whole cloth. The entire cast of Leverage, by the way. The cast of Leverage make an excellent Thieves Guild. You can steal these things whole cloth and just use them whole cloth at your table, and it's such an easy thing to do. There's way less you know, memorizing, there's way less remembering, there's way less referencing. All those advantages that I already covered but don't publish it like that. 
So a really short one today. I'm trying to keep the solo ones really short. I'm trying to keep them really useful. I'm trying to be empowering and just share little tricks I have for prepping things that are richer without having to, you know, go crazy detailing your own NPCs on huge character sheets that you then have to keep track of and shuffle through. I'm just trying to share some of these tricks. That's what these solo episodes are really for. So I'll be back with Mike and Brian next week. Thank you for listening. And the short version of this episode is just to remind you is again, change the names, avoid the catchphrases, but steal your NPCs from your favorite movies, TV shows, books to give your world a very rich feeling and a very consistent feeling for your players. Thank you for listening. People call them postmortems, evaluations, appraisals, reviews, retrospectives. We call them lessons learned, and we're sharing ours with you.